Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free at 866-308-8867. That's the number to call her. Like so many people here, you can come on out and visit with us. And uh, lots of people taking advantage have been watching them of uh, things that are on special like the uh, Esperanza or the Bougainvillea Hanging Baskets and other items. Um, so there's lots to choose from and lots of great stuff. So come on down and visit with us on this pretty uh, Sunday afternoon. 210-308-8867. They don't have to wear, bring their coat. To... No, you may not. No, leave your coat at home. You think you'll be okay. <laughs> but wearing your mask. And right? guess what? Guess what? I don't know if you want to just jump into this or save it for later. The first, so I opened up my, you know, my laptop to, uh, yeah. to get logged into everything. And this big headline hits me. The world's longest living people share this hobby. Why studies say it can help add years to your life. And you know what that hobby is? Uh, sex? Uh, no. <laughs> well, they might. I don't know. But this is the gardening. Oh, gardening. I would have never st- guessed that. I didn't think you would. So that's why I thought I better tell you before you guess anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's an interesting article if you go to CNBC.com and they hypothesize uh, why it helps you live longer. Uh, do you want to know why? Okay, I'll exercise, tell you. Exercise. Uh, yeah, exercise. Good eating. Good, good treasure. You read the article. No, I didn't. Okay. That's good so far. What it's about... A, it's the same issues that uh, for the last 50 to 100 years. That, that they've been talking about? Okay. <laughs> did I mention exercise? You did. How about, did you mention it relieves stress? No. Uh, is there a reason you didn't? No. It exercises your mind while relieving stress. Well, the, the, one of the big issues always is that you, uh, you you see where you fit into the bigger picture in the Maybe world. Maybe so. Nature, and you, fe- you feel like you have a little more understanding, and you're not completely at the mercy of of nature, too. So that that's always an issue. He's going to start me crying here if he keeps this up. <laughs> well, I can tell, I can tell gardening has helped your stress levels a lot, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Well, the kid, you know, on the, all those educational programs, the kids always, that was uh, one of the things that they always cited is uh, suddenly the kids are part of yeah. nature and understand they're involved in it not necessarily they don't understand it or they don't yeah. control it but they they at least can see how they can interact with it well and they they alluded to this in the article they uh said that uh it was meditative which they talk about meditation helping adults and children focus and now now especially now that they're growing marijuana in their garden 
Oh, uh, it's very medicating. Oh. No, not medicating, meditative. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, okay, anything that you grow. <laughs> Let's see, it says... Well, this, 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 guy, this guy here talking about marijuana... Yeah, uh, it's he's such a j- joke because he tried to smoke uh, hibiscus. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he's like the <laughs> Lone Star hibiscus. Here, this will date me. This reference. He's like the original Yule Gibbons. He's smoking hibiscus. <laughs> he's eating daylilies. He's chewing on yeah, pine bark. <laughs> yeah. In one study conducted in the Netherlands, according to the article, thirty people were assigned a stressful test, followed by thirty minutes of either reading or gardening. Those who gardened recovered from stress much more quickly based on both their own reports and a test measuring the less of the level of stress chemicals on their body because they went to sleep they reading that gardening book <laughs> so, oh they were reading gardening books is that yeah. it okay <laughs> so anyway if you want to read it uh it's uh cnbc.com it's really interesting uh, yeah i've been trying to download <laughs> for over a week an article that was published in Horticulture Science. Yeah. By by some uh, lady, well, several people, about the effects of on children, the beneficial effects of children, which you're always talking about. And uh, I can't get that thing to. <laughs> it, it it get I click on it to get a PDF file. And it gives me the whole. Out whole uh, uh, journal gives oh, me all the know. articles in yeah. the in, that was given at the at the pre, at the proceed, uh, proceedings, huh. and I can't I can't find it. <laughs> Milton and I were talking about another issue. Uh, you know, Hang on, Carol. Well, we one one of the things we learned here in San Antonio, and I, I guess it's the same everywhere that. If you have gardening programs at schools, yeah, uh, especially if you've got uh, oh immigrant uh, communities or families, the gardening just they're drawn they're drawn into the, the involvement with the school. It's just hard. It's hard for uh, fo- it? folks to resist because they yeah. love, love gardening. They understand gardening all and, over the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great activity they can share That's and be and be productive in. Hey, Carol's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Carol, I, I don't know if you're feeling meditative and stress-free right now. I see what your question is about. What's going on? Carol, are you there? There's Carol. Yes, I'm, Hi, Carol. I'm here. Hi. I said, Hi. yes, I'm feeling meditative and stress-free. Yay, Carol. All right. <laughs> All right, let me get, let me get my... <clears throat> Let me get my meditative voice on. So, Carol, okay. welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Uh, well, you can help me. Um, I have a very small right yard, and the grass in it last year was beautifully green and healthy and almost totally weed-free because I pay attention to it. This year, I treated it as usual with the usual fertilizing. Um, I water once a week as required or as limited, you know, by saws. Um, But my St. Augustine grass that's in the yard is yellowish and dying, and there are some bare patches, and there's some Bermuda in there that's not looking too healthy either. And... um, I had someone say dig for grubs, 
So this morning I went out and turned over four spadefuls of dirt and saw no grubs. So I'm wondering, um, what's the next step? Is it in? Is it in a lot under a lot of trees and in the shade? No, there is some shade. There's one tree in there that's six years old, so it's not a big tree. Oh, oh. Um, have you have you experimented a little bit with? Uh one of the one of the things we're asking folks to do is uh, to de- determine if it's water related because uh, the, all this 100 degree heat and the timing uh, of the the rains this year have been weird. Just to kind of pick an experimental couple areas, water um, every every other day for a week or so, give them a generous watering, a small area so that you can see if it responds to the. My, I, it's probably a good bet that it's uh, rela- it's related to the uh, the hot weather and the w- water. Even though you're you're sprinkling, but the, this is a, pr- a pretty pretty especially demanding uh, s- summer in terms of water. So you do that. Are you talking? Uh, hmm? Are you talking about hose watering? Yeah, just uh, do a little hand watering so you can test. Well, there are areas of it that look fairly good. Yeah. But it's like it's just spreading. Uh, So I can try that. Um, I don't seem to have grubs. What else might... I did pull up some of the St. Augustine, and it came up very, very easily. Did uh, But you, you didn't see any grubs or anything? The other, no, the other I didn't. Thing, the other thing is, is if if it's in the hottest part of the lawn, you might suspect that there are some chinch bugs. But I think you, I think you're gonna kind of see that relationship between the water, the water, and the uh, the greening. Yeah. Did you say the Bermuda was looking good, or no? The it Bermuda is too. thin, is thin. But no, the Bermuda that I have is green. It's the St. Augustine that's yellow-green, and a few weeks ago I spread some ironite and watered that in very, very well, and it didn't make any difference at all. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, we. If you want to, if you want to try an iron supplement, uh, we've got one over here called Iron Plus. Iron and Plus. It's got, it's got a little bit of ni- got a little bit of nitrogen in it and a lot of uh, uh, suffering. Well, a lot of. Uh, Iron, iron sulfide. I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that's going to be the chlorosis. Is that's probably not the <laughs> no. cause. Because you, you you see that when we've got a kind of a wet spring with a lot of growth going mm-hmm. on, which is kind of the opposite. So uh, try that and see if you see if you can see if you can identify that that it's water. What percentage of the lawn is affected this way? Oh, I'm probably about 60 to 70 percent now. Wow. Okay, so I haven't heard the whole thing, but if the Bermuda is thin, uh, I'm going to assume that you're mowing everything at the same height. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Bermuda wants to be maintained short. Uh, St. Augustine would want to be maintained much taller. 
So that would be why your Bermuda would be thin if you're going at the heights of St. Augustine. She doesn't want Bermuda. Okay. She wants St. Augustine. All right. Yes, what I had originally in the lawn when I built the house eight years ago was Bermuda grass. And both of my neighbors had St. Augustine. And that worked its way over and took over the Bermuda. Lord have mercy. Uh That's (laughs) That's the usually the opposite, yeah. (laughs) But. well, we we would recommend that you try try to to see if it, make sure it's uh, not a water issue, and then okay. then you can go from there. Then you then you'd have to figure out if it's chinch bugs or if there's a fungus in there involved. Uh, but I think you're going to find that it's uh, it's water in this heat. Uh, uh, is the damaged area adjacent to uh, a sidewalk or a driveway? Actually, no. I had someone at a, another nursery ask me that. And along the sidewalk and the driveway, um, it looks pretty decent. Okay. It looks much better. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of in the middle of the yard. Yeah. Well, people can see it when they drive by. Yes, they can. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a disease. I I At this time that. of the year. And, okay, uh, I. Yeah, try the. We, try, sounds like the, the de- idea is to try the water first and see how that picks it up. Yeah. You want to keep us informed? Will you keep us? Okay. And the, the iron product you applied did no good. No, it was regular ironite. Yeah, that's no good. Was the brand? Yeah. Okay. You still got that. Jerry and I still have some. Uh, in, some experimental lawns from 25 years ago that we've applied ironite to that still haven't responded to. <laughs> okay, well, I won't use Thanks, that. Thanks, Carol. Oh, but one question. Mor- morning or evening watering? Always morning. Always well, morning, okay. Yeah. Uh, evening Alrighty. watering for grass is not... Uh, if it were fall time, that would actually lead to fungal problems. Oh, huh. Okay. That's good to know. Well, I... I water in the morning anyway, but I just want good, to make sure. Good, good girl. Okay, thank All you right, very much. I hope it clears up for you. Yeah, but tell us what happens, Carol. Get some of that iron, uh, iron, iron plus. Okay. It's a gra- it's a granular and easy to apply. Okay, I will do that. Thank you very okay. much. Good luck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. you take care. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace is up here with us. What's going on, Trace? Uh, going to be a good selection of vegetables this week. Oh, how exciting. What you got coming in? Uh, it's what I don't have. Uh, I didn't bring any of the cool weather stuff. So okay. Assuming everything shows okay. up, there's going to be beans, there's going to be squashes, there's going to be cucumbers, there's going to oh, be Lord. peppers, there's going to be tomatoes out the wazoo. <laughs> uh, wazoo tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm missing something. I all different that. kind of type. All yep. different type. I I just could not I could not mark the cold weather vegetables. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what about the the the, uh, <clears throat> the peppers that you uh, have no root system? On? <laughs> Rio Grande Gold. <laughs> I, I ordered ten flats of Rio Grande Gold. Oh, okay. Good. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna check those out on Tuesday. And, uh, can, you so, make, can you make sure they send me the best ten? Yeah. Uh, well, 
the ones that got living are the best ten. But uh, none of them have died. They just haven't developed a root system. And so uh, I'll look at them on Tuesday and see see what that... I've not seen the plants myself, but uh, it, it blows my mind that they can be living and growing and not have a, a big root system. So uh, They are in a pampered situation, though. Yeah, that's true. Being fertilized and watered every every day, every time, but every day. Uh, but uh, I'll look at them on Tuesday, and we'll uh, if you if you if you want them go if you if those four people that want uh, real grande gold peppers, this is your best choice, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, we may come up with a some way to test them and see if we can uh, see if we can about, grow about, a better root system. How about putting some in a gallon can and using like some Medina products or something that might Yeah. That uh, that's that's a good idea. And uh that way you could still pamper them, keep them in the shade. And uh I would bare root them. Uh, in other words, knock all the all the ingredients off the roots. And bare root them into a gallon-sized container, one per plant, one per gallon, and uh, keep them in the shade. And uh, I would say every time you water them, you use a water-soluble fertilizer like uh, Miracle Grow, or, or like he said, uh, uh, to Grow, or Medina, or whatever you want to, any kind of magic. Uh, Magic I, root grower that you can come up with. I guess I guess that's suitable. There's a whole bunch of people that are home from work because of the virus, so they could full time. Uh, oh yeah, me- messing with those peppers. Huh? Yeah, you Milton. go. Yep, I can. So, I, can <laughs> I can pamper the peppers. <laughs> so we're anxious to see uh, if they're going to grow out of this. Like we say, we believe it was contamination of an ingredient in the potting mix. Hmm. But. Uh, there's always something with plants. Yes. And just don't breathe while you're on that soil. Or yeah, there you go. Jeez. <laughs> all right, so let's, So you've got all those things coming in. Do you have the, are, is it the season, for, remember the green pepper that Calvin loved so much and was talking about? Do you remember the, well, they're still the bell? Yeah, the bell pepper. Does that come in in the fall? There, there's bells coming. Oh, good, okay. My poor bell pepper that Laura planted was doing great. And despite some people's negative attitude toward it, it had little bell peppers growing on it, and then a big wind came and it broke the stem. Oh no! I didn't know you were supposed to like stake them or anything. It was hail. Did it hail on it? No, it just got windy and it went, and broke it in half. Maybe an animal got to it. Well, they're they're they're, they're cutting well. That wind is yeah was tough. Speaking yeah. of hail, I had a customer yesterday, and I, <laughs> I want to get y'all's opinion. She, okay. She had a, a peach tree, a pear tree, a plum tree, and the hail beat the heck out of the stems. Okay. So they started oozing. Yeah. And then that ooze turned golden color, which I figured would be normal. Yeah. They just trying to scab over. She whacked on the peach tree to try to remove it at the right height. So I think she's going to be okay there. But she took the pear tree down to... Uh, like three, four foot, and it put out one little offshoot. 
Oh, no. Well, a pair, the pears are grafted. So well, she's it, sure that's not a it, root it was, it was above the graft. So okay. That's pictures. Good. The plum wasn't in much better. My suggestion was that she buys a new pear and a new plum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the same thing happened to the, the lemon and something else, too. But uh, that one, I just told her to take off the leaves. And Yeah. Yeah, you did good. I... I that was weird to cut it. She because she had so much damage on the pear. Well, it was it was plum. apparently oozing all over the place. Oh, okay. And she thought it was uh, that. I forgot Bacteria the, canker. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because it did. I mean, the picture looked similar to it, but it happened right after the hail, so I don't yeah, think that that's it, what it, it was. It was hail. It did damaged it, and it probably weakened all the stems. Everywhere that hail hit. It weakens the stem, the wood, so when uh, the, it it may heal over and uh, the tree may leaf out, but when it has a heavy fruit load, those damaged spots will break off. The limbs will break off. Now, pear uh, sometimes will grow th- through that. Uh, the peach and the plum are a little yeah more sensitive. I was more worried about the pear where where she cut it. So it was yeah. above the graft and you, you had one little shoot that popped out <laughs> and even those leaves had uh, black edges. Yeah, that's that's not good. Ah. Hmm. Hey, Trace, see if you can hang with us a second. We've got to take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four-and-a-half-inch pots or six-packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready in the number one container? That's just $4.18 or $5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, broadcast live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Real quick, I want to tell you, if you need some help with the insects uh, at your home, uh, whether they're in the lawn or in your house or in the cupboards or in the attic, uh, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. <laughs> Since 1976, for over four decades, these guys have been helping people, um, and uh, they know how to do it. In fact, Warren Remy is not only helps homeowners, he helps commercial businesses, and he helps other extermination companies. So he's considered an expert in San Antonio for all his experience, so you can go right to the man himself. At Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, give him a call. Learn more at, Sp- at GoSpiderManPest.com. 
Ghostbusters.com, GhostSpiderManPest.com. You'll learn all the things they do and all the things they have. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 or GhostSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867, yes? I, was, I was thinking maybe he'd call in and talk to us about how they do skunks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder if you heard our skunk talk yesterday. Warren, if you're listening, because he does listen, I just can't get him to call in. I wonder why. Uh, but, yeah, Warren, tell us tell us about getting rid of skunks in the house. And uh, where was his skunk? Not in the house, was, under the patio. It was under the patio, that's right. Jeez. <laughs> it's been an ongoing discussion in our neighborhood for years. On, uh, uh, you know, whether to uh, catch them in the live trap and then how, then how easy it is to transfer them. A couple of people say no problem, like Jerry did. Yeah, throw but then, uh, but then keep them in the dark. Then there's others that had give you that look, and obviously. They've gone through the process, and it has not been very successful. <laughs> and don't you have to be careful about where you release them? Aren't there laws that say, okay, you can release them here but not here? Well, You can't just run to another neighborhood and release it? or Well, if it's, what? it's, usually, related to, it's usually related to rabies prevent. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, I know yeah. you can't de-skunkify them. Oh. We, we caught one once, and we we're going to get it de-skunkified, and it's apparently illegal in the state. Really? Yeah. Were is it keep, really? Yeah. Were you just going to de-skunkify it and keep it as a pet? Yeah. You, okay. We, we, we were going to, but uh, every veterinarian we talked to said that they'd lose their license. So. Wow. Um, obviously, we uh, just relocated them then. They okay. were just scared to de-skunkify them. Maybe uh, so. <laughs> no, we found backup. It's true. Is there? Okay. Huh. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, on sale the sale items. Is there. He's changing the and subject. It's, it's, no. <laughs> How about that? It's got finally a, he has to do it. <laughs> it's got a uh, picture of a cherry tomato, a, a golden or yellow. And uh, did you get? Were you able to get some uh, cherry tomatoes uh, like uh, 968 and? Uh, uh, this next Ruby, Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. This. All right, so Ruby Crush will be coming. Okay. Right, well, let me phrase that. It was available, so it still has okay. to show up. Yeah, good. Um, there was some large red cherry. Uh, I don't remember there being 968s. I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, there was some of those, too. So uh, okay. there was like three or four different cherries. I think good. 100. Good. When, when is that? You, oh, you don't know exactly when that delivery is. Generally Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Somebody was looking for him yesterday. Yeah, me too. Uh, Somebody no. named Calvin was. Oh, there, there was. There was large red cherry out there. I think it's the only cherry I got yeah. at the moment. I, do, I get so, I'm so spoiled with the Ruby Crush and VHN yeah. 968. Oh, yeah. There was uh, another one in there with that Ruby Crush that we talked about that that, was, that that, was that's available this time. Yeah. Roma or? No. What, what, did, what did we sell a lot of when we were selling Ruby Crush? Hmm. It was a cherry? No, I'm just, oh, uh, oh, just oh. a tomato in general. Oh. Not in the Phoenix, was it? No. no. Well, anyway. I, I think uh, there's Amelia. That goes back a long ways. Yeah, that's way back. Then. Oh, dear. I'm okay. surprised you even remember that. <laughs> yeah, <it> just, <laughs> that was before Tycoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody out there. And after uh, Merced. <laughs> I, I saw somebody out there, a family, uh, buying tomatoes. And they had a young girl there, young young lady there with them, and she was picking up different plants, 
and saying, what do you think about this one? She was talking about, was the plant pretty enough? And I thought to myself, I, w- I would tell her to pick the right variety, but the good, good news about Millburgers is they've got all the right variety. So any, anytime she f- takes a fancy to a, a tomato plant, it's going to be the right variety. I think I saw the same group, or it was a similar group. Yeah. And the, But the parents were had their favorite varieties. You did they? Yeah, they were kind of, <laughs> and then there was this little little debate that went on. No. And, and, and looked like the, the daughter got a little impatient. Yeah. Maybe. And, please, please tell me we didn't break up any marriages or Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not our goal. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. But that's, that's one nice thing about over here. And uh, no, yeah, they've been gardening is positive about. Yeah, we yeah. just had a big discussion about <laughs> we that. We did. <laughs> it's meditative almost. And the uh, do you feel more I, tranquil? I just? feel like I'd be in a trance all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> These uh, that gold star Esperanza is still blooming his brains out out there, and the thryalis is holding up pretty good. And the Mexican birds, I saw some buds coming on those. Mm. Yeah, that'll be in color in another two weeks or so. Oh, good. I, w- I wonder if, uh, you know, we really never have fooled around with Rialis, uh the deer-resistant uh, plant that blooms all summer. Uh, I w- I w- as I was walking by it, I was looking. Rialis sends up spikes of buds and bloom, and they bloom. Oh, starting at the bottom, of course, and go all the way to the top of that spike. Now, I wonder if, if you trim that back after they bloomed that spike out, would it initiate new growth and new, new bloom? I don't know. I don't know either. I, it would be also an opportunity because some of them were affected by the dry weather before Right, the right. And they, lo- they, they lost their, their blooms? Lost their blooms. But they're, it looks like they're recovering pretty quickly. Yeah. They haven't started blooming again, but the foliage looks nice and green again. We haven't had that on the market long enough to really do any experiments with it. Uh, we, we immediately made it a Texas superstar. And uh, I, was, I was quoting yesterday the uh, Master Gardener newsletter that I, I gave copies of. And uh, like I said, the president always writes a little introduction. And she, <laughs> she wrote uh, a, an observation that uh, when traveling around town, all she sees blooming is Texas superstars. Hmm. Which, uh, that's, that's exactly the way we picked them. Uh, I was told people we, we went to hell to see what was blooming. And that was Laredo in August. And uh, uh, what's blooming down there is Esperanza and Firebush. As long as there's no Laredians listening, uh, yeah. we're, we're okay. <laughs> I think we're okay. Right. I'm not sure we go far as far as Laredo. <laughs> no, I've changed now. I think Ensenal, which is this just this side of... Uh, Laredo is a little bit hotter than Laredo. Yeah. The the, the place where they, they, they tried to... That uh, was the Gold Star home, right? Is that... No. Oh. Uh, that, that was where they tried to grow apples. Ah. On dwarfing rootstock. 
and uh, they all died of cotton root rot. Oh, hmm. But uh, anyway, it it gets pretty hot down there. Gets pretty hot here too. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a hundred the last three days of this week, and get ready for the big rain chances this come next Saturday. Oh, how exciting! Ten percent. It was twenty percent yesterday. Well, <laughs> so anyway, uh, you better watch for your Sinisa to start blooming. I don't know. Are they blooming here at the nursery? I don't see them blooming around town. No, uh, not really. So, yeah, I, I had. Uh, I mentioned that I had a conversation with uh, Steve Brown. Steve was over here. Trace, you maybe saw him. He was looking for uh, tomatoes. Fall for the fall tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had brought up the weather. And he just blew blew right by there. He didn't want any part of that. He was, he was interested in fall tomatoes. Yeah, and that's there you that go. Was. He's a, he, we turned him around. Didn't he used to at one time didn't want to plant fall tomatoes yeah. on the on the TV? That's right. Well, of course, he also didn't want to plant anything except. But Ce- he started with celebrity. Yeah, celebrity. And then the uh, uh, tycoon. He fell yeah, in love with tycoon. He, Fell in love with that. That's all he wanted. <laughs> and he, he did take some time to, uh, he was not enthralled with the performance of the Red Snapper. Yeah. He said that it was a s- slow it, before it got. He said it was free. late. Yeah. Which so. is kind of interesting because in the gr- in the greenhouse, they were earlier than Tycoon. Ah. Produced a great big fruit earlier. But anyway. Everybody to his own own liking. And you still got that, still got our Lynn's Legacy, Sinisa. There was about 30 this morning. Really? Oh, good. Uh, that's the only blue Sinisa that's on the market. And uh, it hadn't been on the market uh, for a long time. Like I said, we, I don't know, I don't think we made that a Texas superstar. Mainly because of uh, availability, but uh, it is a spectacular. I think it's the most spectacular uh, Texas sage or sinisa because it's blue. It's different color. And I, find, I find it a little uh, less. Some some of them are, seem to be hardier and a uh, little more a little more aggressive in their growth. Well, I think they need to be out of those pots and in the real world. Uh, to to get showy like the, the everybody's pictures and stuff. Yeah, are. right. In a pot, you know, Silverado or Desperado are always going to impress me more than in any. But that one, when it's big, is impressive. Yeah, well, I've got I plant planted some about uh, three years ago, and, and then I've got the some of the others, uh, and it, you know I I like them when they bloom, but they they just I kind of worry about them. You know, they don't. They're not like the normal Sinisa, to me, to me anyway, mm-hmm. where they take o- take over and are a prominent part of the landscape. A little, they're a little, uh, little more uh, passive approach, I think, <laughs> than than a lot of the Sinisa. And they got the red yucca, and mm-hmm. and uh, they got if you if you want to try this new one, it's not on sale. It's called. It's called uh, brake lights, right? Yes, I think there's still a few of those too. <laughs> but uh, it's it's darker red. Came out of Arizona, 
But uh, Yucca's <laughs> Yucca's good for us. It is. Uh, that, that brake lights, we've actually seen it uh, far more uh, in the uh, landscape architect's designs. Is that right? They, they call that one out specifically for a lot of these buildings now. Yeah. Well, it's redder, and it's kind of on the small side. And uh, you got Sago Palms on sale. And uh, I see a lot of people walking out of here with that dwarf bottle brush, Little John. It says attracts butterflies. And uh, does it only bloom, does it bloom all summer, or does it just bloom mainly in the spring? No, it's, a, it's in an on and off situation. Right now they're off. It blooms but, summer through fall, it yeah. says. So anyway, that's uh, people. Like, I think people like the uh, the shape and the foliage of that uh, dwarf, which is on sale. It's in five gallon containers and number five. Excuse yeah, me, twenty four ninety nine on sale for sixteen eighty eight. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero 8867. Trace, we got the blood drive coming up here uh, in, on the 15th. That's Saturday the 15th from uh, 10 until 3, I think they're scheduled. And we always encourage you, and I think in this uh, time of COVID, they're actually uh, demanding that you uh, go ahead and uh, sign up online with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. Does that sound right? That does sound right. And you all have a nice gift for folks that, uh, that donate? Yeah, we'll come up with something. Okay. Uh, and, um, of course, South Texas Blood and Tissue Center also has nice gifts. Plus, they'll test you at no charge, too, for the COVID antibodies, uh, which I think uh, uh, Al was back at the station saying we were talking about it last year, but what they're, they're wanting is the plasma part of that, I guess, not just the blood. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to ask them. Maybe we'll get them on next week and ask them how all that works. What else is going on, Trace? Well, you got, you got the veggies coming in. You mentioned yeah, that. Yeah. You got a pretty hibiscus out there. Um, I don't know what kind of it is. I had to yeah. scoot by it fast. It was it was maybe the size of a uh, oh uh, a saucer, like a like a coffee saucer or tea saucer. Uh, uh, there was some pink mallow hibiscus. Yeah, is that what that on was? A, on an end cap. Pink and white. I uh, remember seeing pink. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was one that had what the guy thought was white, but had little pink stripes in it. Yeah, could be. Anything Those new? Are pretty. Anything new on the uh, butterfly plant? Uh, any porter weed, new porter weeds coming in? Or? No, uh, I did find a new canna. I wasn't going to talk about it till next week, but All right. I had a new canna coming in. That I thought was really neat colors. Okay. Hmm. The uh, people said you couldn't do it, and you said yes, I can. Canna. Yeah, there. Uh, uh, no. It's a Greg Grant thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, on, uh, as I was walking in, you've got, of course, perennials on sale, for, say 40%, mm-hmm. uh, five for $20. And, uh, but they're, they're in one, one gallon, or number ones. And as I was walking in, I saw um, uh, Gold, Gold Star, no, uh, the Lantana. Uh, new gold yeah. lantern in four and a half inch. Yes. There's not many of them, but uh, 
That's the first time I've ever seen them in four and a half inch. Uh, we, we would normally get bunches of them, but uh, all the growing operations are so far behind. Yeah. So. But anyway, I, I have no idea how much they cost. Dollar fifty nine. Dollar fifty nine. Look at you. Look he at knows his stuff. That, Don't mess with him. <laughs> that that is uh, that qualifies as a good butterfly plant, especially sure. in the fall. I think there yeah. was more than just that color. I think there were some other colors too. Oh, was it? I I just saw the uh, gold star. I mean, catnip. I remember that one. We had, we haven't been able, we haven't <laughs> brought catnip in a long time because we have stray cats. And oh. so they terrorize it. So uh, our, 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 oh, wow. our cat population has declined. So uh, I'm going to bring two flats of that in this this week. That'd be fun. That, well, so maybe lucky. maybe we'll see. Maybe there'll be lions and tigers that come yeah. <laughs> pulling up in their car. Oh my! Yeah, very good. Yeah. So if you do plan it and you have cats, they're gonna they're gonna be all over. Yeah, I guess so. That'd yeah. be kind of interesting. Hmm. So good. what do they do with catnip? I mean, what do you how do, do you, they, they eat it? Uh, it's like their drug of choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, would, would a <laughs> gardener plant it because he has cats? or Would plant it away from the cats, harvest it, and put it in their toys. Most of the catnip I, toys, or most of the cat toys I see have catnip in them. Yeah, we have a cat that's Makes normally very calm, huh? very mellow, and then you bring a catnip toy in the house, and he is... He is focused on that and wants to play with it. Huh. Yeah, he did really. There's something. Wonder about what attracts them in catnip. I don't know. Okay, Dennis, there's, there's your cue. <laughs> Obviously, it must have been, must be a, a long-standing usage of it yeah. because it's called cat lip. Nip. Yeah. Not dog nip. No, it's not called dog nip. <laughs> I don't think the dog never seemed to care about it. The cat though loves it. But you got catnip. Here. Yeah, and they they put it. I will have. I don't. Cool, know. that'd be cool. What else, Trace? I got some neighbor uh, neighborhood okay. cats. Maybe that, I'll that, plant that, one out. That, that was the oddest thing I remember. Oh, that's kind of cool. Well, that'd be fun. All right, we're gonna take a break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick. With Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace, who visits us, and your calls after this on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week in including fall tomatoes, four-and-a-half-inch pots, or six-packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area, so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready? In the number one container, that's just $4.18 or 5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer take a second to talk to you about uh, the folks over at BSG, Builder Systems Group. Uh, they provide security systems, smart security systems to homeowners just like you. And uh, 
one of the things that you may see in your garden uh, now is uh, people coming up to your door unsolicited, uh, doing door-to-door sales uh, for security systems. Apparently, according to BSG, tis the season. Um, here's what you want to do. In fact, you can do it now. BSG is never going to do that. There are big companies that come and do that, and uh, or they hire other companies and under different names, and then they sell them to the companies uh, with the, that are on a national level. Uh, look at the reviews online. Go to Yelp. Look at other security companies, and then check out BSG, and you'll uh, find that uh, they get tremendous uh, reviews. Uh, the customers absolutely love them, and that's why they don't do the. Um, that's why they don't do door-to-door because they're not high-pressure salespeople. Their goal at BSG is to get you a system that meets your needs. And there are lots of different varieties that you can choose from and lots of different additions that you can choose from. And the prices are oftentimes lower, about 20 to 30%, than the big guys, too. So uh, better quality, more customized, and better price. It's the reason you should go to BSG Texas or give them a call. Uh, and find out about your next security system. They've even got some specials right now when you go to BSG Texas. But that's 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222 for BSG, BSGTexas.com. Guess who's on the phone with us? Who? Johnson City Joe's back with oh, us. Oh, no. Is he still alive? Apparently from week to week he still is. <laughs> What's going on, Joe? Welcome to the show. How are you? It is week to week. Barely boy, but I, I'm here. Hey, well, I'm glad you're here, Joe. Yeah, that's good. Did you hear my my about that article I was reading? It gardening helps you live longer. All this gardening it helps you live longer. It's good for your soul. Y'all's TV program, uh, radio, does the same thing. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> it gets us away from the. Uh, uh, y'all are dealing with real life, not that politics. There that you politics go. Politics is about yeah. of it. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for the nice yeah. words. But, Did uh, you hear all I... that good information I gave on uh, collecting uh, wildlife urine to keep the deer away? I, I have, you wrote something about that? No, but had, we had it on the radio yeah, for a little you should, while. You well, yeah, and we turn my talking, mic off. I about, I didn't... I, we were talking about blood meal also. Yeah, yeah. I remember One that. What you could add to that is coffee spray. Coffee spray? Yeah, take your old coffee and put it in a sprayer, and you give your plants a little nitrogen, a little acidity, and the deer don't like it either. How interesting. we got to try that. Have you tried it? I never heard of it. I think that's the reason why my my tomatoes always do so well. You spray them with coffee? <laughs> That's cool. Well, You'll have to send Jerry your recipe. Yeah, well, it's just plain old coffee. No, oh, that's easy. A cup <laughs> in, a, in a gallon sprayer. You don't dilute it, and obviously it's not hot. It's not hot. I dilute it a little bit. Okay. And, and uh, the plants get a little light nitrogen and a little acidity, which we need. Yeah, that's very good. interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I wonder try if you can that make like out. A coffee. It, it's just old anyway. coffee. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you've tried the two, we want to hear from other folks that may have tried that. Joe, yeah. we've only got the seven minutes before we get to the news, so I want to help you out. What, what are your questions, Joe? Well, the question is about pawpaw trees. No. Oh. Uh, they only st- I've had them for maybe 15 years, 
and they only started blooming the last two years after I started spanking them. I started Goodness. spanking them in the winter, and then they bloomed the last two years. Good. But they don't ever set fruit. Well, you know, pawpaw is mainly adapted to East Texas, and they grow along uh, creek creek uh, banks. Yeah. So they, they they need quite a bit of water. Yeah, I water them. Uh, almost lost them back in uh, two eleven when we had the bad drought. Yeah. And I just pile leaves on them and lots of leaves. But I do fertilize them. I use an acidic fertilizer. Good. Okay, uh, but only the spanking has brought out. Now this is after fifteen years. Only the spanking has made them bloom. I learned that from my grandpa. Go oh. out and spank the fruit trees. Oh, okay. Okay, they're supposed to bloom better. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not. Yeah, any other true. thing I can do? Uh, the uh, uh, I think they're self-fertile. I, well, I have no have to, idea. Yeah, they are. They're self-fertile, but they grow in a colony. I yeah, right. Two, Two of them, and now I've got a whole colony of them. Yeah, very good. And I've got them uh, in bright shade. They never get really full sunlight ever. That's good. And uh, but it's only been the last please. two years. I and I didn't know if it had to do with chilling hours or something like that. No. Uh, well, they do get more chilling hours in East Texas. Uh, I, I saw the stand I saw was in. On Greg Greg Grant's parents' uh, farm, and uh, like I said, they were next. They were growing next to the uh, bank. Uh, uh, understudy tree. They look. They're interesting to look at. Yeah. But uh, where where did you get the original trees? You I, them I was in the southeast part of the United States. I don't know if I got them in South Carolina. They told me to get two. That you needed two. That I got two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they said for fertilize, uh, for fertility reasons. Yeah, pollination. The last question I have, and I'll be real quick. Y'all did away with Merced tomatoes, my favorite tomato. I've been sad about that ever since. But yeah, you still we, got it listed. Uh, we we figured we'd make a lot of people unhappy if we uh, quit having uh, Merced. Yeah, you made Merced. And that's, that's, our, that's our mission in life is to keep people mad as hell. But you still have it listed as a superstar. I know it. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? What is that? I, I think we took, at one time, we took, uh, Surefire was the first superstar tomato. Uh-huh. And, Mer- and Merced was second. The yeah. second tomato. Uh, at, at one time, when Surefire went off the market, and Merced were in the mar- off the market. I think we put the, we took them off the listing. They're still but, uh, on that list. Yeah, like I think I think uh, I think uh, David Rodriguez and uh, uh, Dr. Larry Stein uh, had them put put them back on the on the list, but yeah. they're not available. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But I got your tycoons finally, so I'm going to try those. Oh, good. See, okay. See if that will you, make me happy. You got, got what? <laughs> tycoons. I, tycoons? The tycoons. Good. I finally got them. 
Yeah. And, okay. Uh, if if you can't grow those, Johnson <laughs> Joe, yeah. we can't help you. Well, well, fine. I have if they're as he good can. as per said, I'll let you know. I got, okay. I got faith in Joe. Okay. <laughs> He's going to be Thank out there y'all. with his coffee spray, spraying the deer and, uh, and the, the plants. plants and yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't throw away that old coffee. Actually, uh, okay. you pour it in a pot, too. They do well. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. What do you do Bye-bye. with coffee grounds, Joe? Do you use, do you use coffee that, grounds in your... I put it in my compost pile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't waste right. it. No, that's good. Next, okay. time, next time he'll be calling in, telling us that he's getting hair at the barber's place <laughs> and fertilizing his plants with. No, I thought that, that was Malcolm Beck's last. I thought he was chasing away hook. deer with the hair. <laughs> well, uh, I, I thought he was for they deer. They tried that. They tried that. Yeah. But Human it didn't urine work. is good for deer too, but you got to go out at night when the neighbors aren't up. There you go. Thank you, Joe. We'll see y'all. Be safe. Always fun talking to you. Check in next week. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Calvin was answering a couple questions off the air. After the news, we'll find out what they were talking about, but it's an opportunity for me to remind you that uh, you can come here and ask your gardening question in person, and you don't have to be on the air. We'd love for you to be on the air, but uh, you don't have to be if you don't want to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so come on by and visit us. We're, of course, at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. And uh, for more information on all the things that we talk about, uh, like the things that are on sale or the upcoming blood drive, you, you, it's going to rain. Oh, it, it does kind of feel that way. All and right. And you look at the sky, it looks... We've got to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. 8867. Yeah, Calvin's right. It does kind of feel a little like rain. I don't think there was any in the forecast, was there? No. Okay. It's not going to rain. All right. I'm going to look it up on uh, AccuWeather. Yeah, there you go. And see what it says. They lied to you, Milton. All right. Well, they they lie to you all the time, Milton, and you keep going back to them. No, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be right. I should go ask the Sinisa. <laughs> I, uh, Rob, Rob dropped by and... Uh, Brought me some pictures of uh, of that of uh, the Bergmansia that mm-hmm. we we finally got a dwarf yeah. out of Dorothy Weedy, and there's a, there's a picture of it. Yeah, he showed me. It's called a little. Oh, he showed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about it is, notice the the lady I've got standing by the blooming Bergmansia. Right. Is one of my volunteers. And she's five foot, five foot tall, five oh, feet tall. Okay. And so, so uh, she's taller than 
the dwarf yeah. blooming bergmansia. That's good, right? Yeah. And the picture I took of it's got a <laughs> all the way from her feet to a, yeah. the top of her head, so you could see she's my she's my uh, measuring stick, so to speak. <laughs> uh, she's uh, even five feet tall. That's perfect. Yeah. She she claims that she's lo- losing her height, but uh, oh. I said, well, don't be doing that. Yeah, uh, you need her. I need her. I need my five-foot marker. And what's the other picture uh, that's obviously uh, not a dwarf? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was taken in the greenhouse, and that's one that we used to sell. I don't know if we still got any or not. It's spelled uh, Xenia, uh, Zena, X-E-N-A. Sounds like Xena. Yeah, Xena. And it's it's a Bugmansia. And uh, Bloom's Pink. Cherry vanilla and cherry vanilla scent. And uh that's from Dorothy Weedy. Two. Uh speaking of Bugmansia, I was that uh, we still got a good supply out there. Mm-hmm. As I was walking in. And uh, we got the, the probably the bloominess Brugmansia on Earth is uh, one called Charles Grimaldi, and we got a lot of those out there. It's yellow, <clears throat> and we got some pinks out there, and we got some of those. Uh, well, Charles Grimaldi is pretty big. I'm thinking eight to ten feet tall. Oh wow! But they've got some. Uh, some even larger ones out there. They grow even larger. Now, they bloom in the fall mainly, uh, but the deer won't touch them. So, uh, and you need the best place for Bugrancia is in the, that gets morning sun and afternoon shade. And they can take a lot of shade. And uh, you, like I said, the deer won't bother them. So you plant them now and water them and, uh, and take care of them, fertilize them, and they will bloom profusely this fall. So okay. uh, after the temperatures cool a little bit. And I, I don't know whether it's a function of uh, all temperature or if it's a short day response for the fall. From oh, the fall. okay. So, uh, but uh, they've they've got a good supply of them, good looking plants. Uh, but they they don't like this hot weather, so uh, definitely keep them in the shade uh, or in a kind of a shaded area. And according to AccuWeather, there's no rain in the forecast. Oh, really? So that would be good. So for them to be wrong, we'd have to get a little rain. So that's that's what we want, right? Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We, may, we haven't mentioned the Bougainvillea hanging baskets that they got. Yeah, they're, and actually, it's it really is amazing, because I get here, by it's about 11-ish when I'm set up, and so I just sit here and watch people, and people have been buying the heck out of those oh, uh, bougainvillea hanging baskets. Yeah, they're in a 10-inch hanging basket. Hanging basket. They're beautiful. Regularly twenty four ninety nine, almost 25 But it's not. 
uh, on sale for sixteen eighty eight or two for thirty dollars. Yeah, it's a so that's fifteen. It's a great deal. I've seen people taking advantage of the two deal. I've seen a lot of uh, carts go by with the twos. Oh yeah, the people like to hang them on the patios the, or whatever. Look at the corgi. Can you see him over there? Yeah, he's a cutie. Um, there's somebody buying a bunch of Sago bombs. Yeah, behind them. They're they bought four. Are they are in special? Are those yeah. the one that four for something? Yeah, uh, they're uh, reg- in five inch pots. Regular uh, Sago palm. Number five uh, pots. Regularly three ninety nine. Thirty. I mean thirty nine <laughs> ninety nine. Yeah, people are already running to their car, which is almost forty dollars. Almost. On sale for twenty eight eighty eight, or or four for a hundred dollars. Yeah, they got four. Twenty five dollars, basically. Yeah, if you get four. Yeah, you can save even more. Now, so. <laughs> are we are we concerned with sago palms being poisonous to dogs and pets? Well, yeah, it, it is. One, it is one of those. You know, I know you and I both poo-poo that issue quite a bit uh, because it would, pets are smarter usually than to <laughs> eat. And uh, most plants have some degree of toxicity, right. uh, but uh, it, the degree is so limited that you really would have to consume a lot. But yeah, when I did, uh, it was a couple of years ago when I last did some research on toxic plants, that, <clears throat> that, that was one that was identified. Uh uh, by my veterinarian, uh, that right? it was pretty. Who's pretty conservative and uh, sober, and he says, "But that that is a real, a real threat, especially the fruit, the those the fruits that yeah. produce, because yeah. they look like uh, oh, they look like you know, they look like balls, berries. they look like toys, they yeah. look like yeah, berries that. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, he, and he he had a, I don't remember the numbers now, but he had a. A history of having to treat uh, those uh, the dogs that had consumed the ber- berries. Well, Not well, just dogs, too. Cat, even cats yeah. consume the berries. What did so, he say about chocolate, Calvin? Chocolate, he's not nearly as. Uh, cho- chocolate is not not. He didn't see it as a huge threat. Uh, That's good. Unless it was. Uh, he must have a little bit of sense about him. Con- concentrate. Uh, that was another thing that uh, you know the oh that the, the dark chocolate was. A yeah, they say the dark chocolate, the cooking chocolate. Yeah, the, the stronger the the chemical, the less. Yeah. But as far as chocolate candy, uh, <laughs> we 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 did a study on that, but for Heloise, uh, and uh, we found that. Uh, Nobody reported deaths from uh, eating their dogs eating chocolates. Did they get sick? Uh, no. No, they didn't even get sick. <laughs> okay. And uh, one guy called in and said <laughs> his his little Chihuahua ate a five pound box of uh, chocolate, like a Valentine box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it upstairs in the bed. We had a similar experience <laughs> where we we came downstairs to the thing and. There was the box empty and all yeah. the little black wrappers. Some the dog even ate some of the little black wrappers. And they didn't seem to. Didn't bother. Didn't seem to. No. But every, everybody was rushing, rushing dogs 
yeah. that ate chocolate to the vet, and they were charging them three, three to five hundred dollars to get stump, stump uh, pump their stomach. Well, the one, the one of the things that happens, uh, people have a tendency when they, they don't know what is causing the discomfort of the pet. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they think about all those potentially toxic plants out there, and that uh, too often they blame uh, blame the plants uh, when when they really really had no role in it. Yeah, and the vet uh, some. Uh, most vets are uh, conscientious about it, but others just kind of, yeah, take you know, their money. Yeah, and they don't want to go through the, you know, the, the it's just like the exploration we go through to try to figure out what's making this plant not grow. Mm-hmm. The vet would have to go through it, the whole ex- explanation there, and um, what, got other, they got other things they'd rather do. What questions right. did you get? Oh man! Uh, yeah, you were. I you knew were, he wasn't going to remember those. You were. Things. You got three I got, questions. I got. In the past I got ten, uh, ten, fifteen minutes. I got uh, <laughs> limes and uh, oranges that were off color foliage. Okay. Yeah, and, and then uh, that never fertilized. Yeah. Well, no, he, he he seemed like he had fertilized soluble. He used a soluble fertilizer on a. Um, each week for three months, he said. No, uh, that's not enough. And um, and this, but it, it turns out that this is the first year that they're bearing fruit. Uh oh. So. Do they I, have a I, lot of fruit on them? No, it doesn't have a lot. Oh, but good. but then uh, I, you know, we we kind of I was talking about exploring some more fertilization, and. Um, I thought, well, look, why don't you just ride it through, continue what you're doing, ride it through this this uh, spring, and then uh, really have a more comprehensive fertilization program and everything. And uh, and he he also was uh, recognized the fact that he said he that the uh, soil was so uh, porous. Yeah. And he seen, he watered every other day. He said, "But <laughs> man, though the water just doesn't stay there." Yeah, it goes right through. Yeah, so that that when you got soil like that, you can't go wrong by giving it a little more water, especially in, in uh, weather like this. Oh yeah. So that was one of them. Oh, and then the other others were uh, plants for the shade, and then another one was <laughs> plants for uh, a sunny. Uh, front of a house with a really nice rock work and everything, but they have not had great luck keeping things alive, which is always tough. You know, you if you you know they they, they tried roses and they couldn't keep the roses oh, around. Yeah. So, they want something tall, or can they use Rorelia? Dwarf Rorelia. They they uh, were exploring dwarf Rorelia. Okay. And they were just, they were exploring uh, blue plumbago, and they, yeah, um, those are good choices. Oh, yeah, and you, you know the other thing I thought would really look nice in that rock situation, along with plumbago, uh, daylilies, the foliage, mm-hmm. you know, like the clumps, yeah, like at the one clump at one corner and the other clump, or, and so, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool because uh, they had such a nice setting. <laughs> and then, uh, then the other, the shade uh, area we talked about, Turks cap and shrimp plant and blue plumbago, of course, and uh, yeah, uh, oh, 
talked a little bit about uh, sh- uh, sage, uh, winter winter sage, uh, salvia gregii. Okay. All right. Uh, Beth is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Real well. Thanks for that little article y'all were referring to this morning or a while ago at the beginning of the program. And as I was listening to it, I thought about my own personal prescription for depression, anxiety, and that feeling of a lonely so many people get have, you know, during this mess we're in. But it is a connected garden hose, an adjustable nozzle, and outside, barefoot if possible. Oh, that, I like that, the barefoot. Yeah, that, that uh, for you, you me like is barefoot kind of, with all those fire ants. Huh? Uh, don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's kind of a cure-all for all of these things that happen to us. We don't want them to happen. These feelings, yeah. but when they come on, go outside. Pick up that garden hose with that adjustable nozzle. Okay, must be adjustable. You know. And then, well, yeah, because you can have it to be like a straight shot, like a pressure nozzle, or you can have it like a spray. And sometimes, if you have it like a spray, hummingbirds will come right up to you. Oh, really? To take yeah. advantage of this. Oh, that's cool. And then you know, if you we, just want to wash off the sidewalk, just anything to get you outside. Yeah. You can put well, the, kind the of importance a medium. Of that, that importance anyway. of that hand hand watering thing. Yeah, uh, that fits that fits in with that. Yeah. So anyway, drought, that was yeah, just, yeah, drought restrictions, you know, it's kind of an efficient way because you you, you will uh it takes a lot of time, so if you're gonna water you'll you you do it. But that that was the other thing if if we even uh, back when we were putting uh, drought restrictions in, if we even t- talked about eliminating the ability or the the hand water, mm-hmm. pe- people say no, no way. You know, it, you know they that's so important to them to be yeah. able to be standing there when yeah. they get home after a tough day at the office and. Yeah. Well, I like your prescription, Beth. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's really a good way to get control of yourself when you feel these things sneaking up on you, you know, and you hear so yeah. much about it. And for us living in our not our isolation or whatever they call it, uh when you get outside Quarantine. you forget about being by yourself, you know. Mm. Well what I are think. you growing, Beth? What are you growing? Oh well I live in kind of a slightly rural area. So we, not far from the medical center, though. But we, I have left most of the native plants on my property. And so in this drought now, I'm watching for new things that are coming up, you know, new little wildflowers, usually the um, perennial ones that if given a little bit of water, then they'll bloom, you know, and kind of surprise you. So that was one that I found this week. It's a white petunia, uh, and it is named for... Uh, a lady who was a nun out at Lady of the Lake many years ago, and she compiled one of their first books on native plants and identifying flowers. And so they have na- they've named this little white petunia, night bloomer. Everybody needs a pair of night bloomers. Uh, <laughs> it is, anyway, they named it for her, and I found one going by my mailbox, and the mail truck drives over it, or pretty close to it so much of the time, and... I, at one point, I did see a little white flower, and I thought, oh, this I've got to take care of this. So 
I kept watering it with little jugs of water I carried down to the mailbox. And then even last night it bloomed a little flower. It kind of perks up. And so I decided when we get our big rains like we have been getting here lately, ha-ha, I'll go, down there with, I'll go down there with my little Were you making fun of Jerry? <laughs> well, just hold on to the next Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be 10%. Well, I know. I just get so prepared for all of these storms, and then I'm disappointed. But I keep little little jugs of water, soap, laundry soap bottles close by so I can take them over and water this one little plant. But then really and truly, when we do get a good rain and that area will be soaked because it's kind of in the rut of the mail truck, I'll dig it up and bring it up here where I can take better care of it. Oh, good. Anyway, the, I can't, couldn't think of the name of the nun that it was named for. But anyway, it is a white night blooming ruelia. And just really delicate, really pretty little yeah. thing. So. But anyway, you say you're at the medical center area. Is your mailman Willie? No. Oh. No. I'm out, I'm, out, oh, I'm, out, I'm out being that. I'm in the area of Hebner and Babcock. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I am watching all the different plants that haven't been up in years. Anyway, so that's been my, my way to get rid of these weird feelings that come up in spite of you, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, well, anyway. So do you think that works better than drinking that uh, Irish whiskey? I think so. I think- yeah, I, I agree with I, that. I still, I still want to have my mind, so I can appreciate what I'm looking at. Yeah. Does that answer? You don't, you're not like Calvin. You don't <laughs> have to. Yeah, you don't have to drink that much of it. You know. It, well, thank you, anyway. Beth. Okay, that's yeah. all. Thank you. No, that was wonderful. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you liked the article. I enjoyed all the right. article. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Thank you, Beth. That was great. Uh, Patrick is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Patrick? Uh, another fine day. i got two little questions, questions for you. Do you deadhead the pride of Barbados as they finish out like seed pods to keep them blooming? Well, <laughs> we've discussed that for the last two or three years. We're not sure if it's an advantage. I'm afra- yeah, I'm afraid that uh, when you deadhead them or take the seed off, um, they don't have time to regenerate new growth before the weather and the day length changes for the fall. So I, I okay. don't think you, I don't think it's any advantage. You could try it and see, but uh, I don't think it's going to increase your bloom. Okay, it looks like they're blooming out, and I was thinking maybe that would be a solution. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's okay. uh, up until this year. That's what we recommended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but but every you know bunch of gardeners had kind of wondered if how whether it actually was accomplishing anything. Yeah. Okay. And my second question is: We have a hydrangea in a pot, and if the flowers are blooming green, not pink, not lavender, but green. Yeah, they will. Uh, they first they first come on there as green. Mm-hmm, but they're staying green. Is it, is it standard hydrangea size? How yes, big are they? They're they're about uh, close to about seven and a half to maybe eight inches around, uh, you know, crosswise. Mm-hmm. But they're staying green. Now, how long has this been? Yeah, 
Well, they started out green. They haven't changed any color. <laughs> so yeah, we've had them out. I mean, has this been three months yeah. or seven, seven oh, yeah. years? Or? No, no, no. It's about uh, three months. Okay. Well, then I I think I'd st- you're still going to see some color probably. Yeah. I think when, well, the, when, the, when the fall cool temperatures come, I think the okay. thing will change colors. Well, it's funny that it's green. I mean, is it because it's too much shade or, or not enough acid? No, I thought one way you no. put acid or... Okay, just wait. No. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be pink when it blooms, when it colors up. Okay, well, all right. Thank you. They're pretty yeah. uh, They're pretty independent. Yeah. And that's, oh, okay. that's part of the reason they're so interesting to grow. Yeah. Very cool, man. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank hey, you. Bert. You hang on the line. we got to take a break. In the, in the meantime, you can call us, but Bert's up next at 210-308-8867. We'll be back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week, including fall tomatoes, four-and-a-half-inch pots or six-packs of well-rooted transplants, now just $1.99, including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale. Ready in the number one container? That's just $4.18 or $5 for $20. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, They're they're answering a question off the air real quick. Let's see if we can get get somebody to to take a break from this person's question uh, so we can talk to Bert. Well, hey, uh, Calvin, Calvin. Calvin. Okay, I need I need one of you to talk with me here, <laughs> Calvin. Okay, let's 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 you and I and talk with Bert. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven because it's a butterfly question. Bert's on the line. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? Pretty good. And yourselves? You sound like y'all having a good show today. Thank you, thank you. What's going on? Well, I had, uh, uh, what's it called, a passion flower vine growing up pretty good. And I haven't been able to find out what the, uh, I, I had medical problems, so I was not able to tend to my plants for about a week. And uh, some butterflies came. They, they looked like little monarchs, and they laid some eggs, and they, like, they devastated my whole uh, Queens, yeah, they, Queen butter. they did it. It was well, the caterpillar was orange colored on the body, and it had black spines. And I know better than such a caterpillar with black spines 
And that usually means it's poisonous. Or yeah, else they would... And they just devastate. Yeah. I just like... Uh, I mean, like, I like the butterflies. They were nice and stuff, but... I just... <laughs> Um, what, did like, they de- what did they devastate? The milkweed? Uh, no, it was a uh, passion flower. Passion flower. Oh, well, that, that, yeah. that is uh, golf fritillary. Fritillary. That's, uh, okay. that's, that's the only plant they lay eggs on. I mean, that, that, oh. that, that's all they... And they're, that, that's notorious. they're notorious for eating all the leaves. Sometimes there'll just be the blooms left. But the plant <laughs> comes comes back. Yeah, the plant won't die. Yeah. Uh, so no, they, both? They ate everything. They ate everything. The, the plant uh, flowers, the blossoms were just dried up and fell off and stuff uh-huh. like that. That's why I was just trying to be. I mean, like, I like the butterflies. I ain't got no problem with that. So I guess next year I'll just have to get, like, two or three of, uh, I'll just kind of, because that's why I got the uh, uh, passion flowers from what you guys out at Millburgers. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you and, know, and and they won't do that every single year. They'll, they'll 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 might clean it out one year, and then you'll you'll just get a little a few eaten the next year. But they that that's all they'll lay their eggs on, so they'll they'll hang around that thing. And, I, I uh, wonder if he could thin them. Thin them. Thin the worms. Uh, they're tough. In other words, you, after he sees the first one. A spray, a spray with a bacillus thuringiensis just a spray, a BT yeah, I spray. I did do and that. It'll only last four days, and then you could let the rest of them hatch out. You, you could. I'm a butterfly advocate, and I'm having trouble digesting that kind of a, <laughs> a strategy. But... But but uh, that'll work. You know, I I I kind of think you might want to just try to see what happens next year. That's integrated pest management, Calvin. Yeah, uh, also integrated <laughs> pest management. If you just let them. Oh, okay. Let them go. But that would be that be another they option. They devastated. Uh, I was like using it as like a landscaping thing to just keep all uh, the sunlight off. Because, you know, it's like having a vine like that. It just went crazy. And it just kept all the sunlight off the patio doors. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, it's like it's gone. (laughs) Well, you can. I remember when we had uh, the Master Gardener office had a big fashion vine like that. And you'd go go out the back door and suddenly everything's different. And it, all the foliage was gone off of the back fence, so that was the same kind of experience of of you yeah, uh, losing all were, your shade. I guess the, the proper term is they were voracious. They just, like, wiped it out. They went, like, crazy. You know, I, I kept, that's why I wanted to describe it to you from the, uh, how they call it? It's not the pupae stage. It's like the larval. That's what... The correct term for a caterpillar is the larval stage, and they were just like going crazy. It was like, man, they just uh, like. In, invite the uh, kids from your third grade class uh, at the elementary <laughs> school to come and each take a uh, hundred of the caterpillars <laughs> off of there. 
I, I bet oh. if you gave them terminal uh, diarrhea, no, a terminal, <laughs> terminal constipation with that BT, that that'd slow them down. Well, I, I kind of want to, I just saw, I just walked out before I talked to y'all on the phone, and uh, I just saw, like, they laid another couple eggs on the bottoms of the leaves, and was like, okay, we're just going <laughs> to take this again. Unless well, I, well, way, I mean, like, you know, butterflies are ne- necessary. They're a good thing, you know. Yeah, I don't, that's good. That's good. Yeah, just be careful. Thanks, Bert. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Lonnie is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Lonnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Very well, thank you. Um, <laughs> all I can say is it's hot as Billy Blue Blazes out there right now. But anyway, I was out there removing rocks, which are used as a mulch, around a about a four-inch uh, Jinkapin oak, and uh, but the reason I'm removing the rocks is because the the Bermuda uh, lawn that we have has invaded and it just sends up a bunch of shoots and and uh, up to this point we have resisted using uh, Roundup or uh, anything that's appropriate for the and that really is my question: Is Roundup suitable to put uh, in the area? Uh, that would tend to to retard the, the the invasion of the Bermuda. Well, you you can if you're careful. You can use it. I mean, we people use it on peach orchards and things like that. But the easiest thing is just use a one of the uh, contact herbicides for grasses. Uh, oh. Fusilade and post and fusilade and post. Yeah, yeah gr- grass be gone. There's a, there's uh, the, uh, don't these all contain the glyphosate as the prime ingredient? No, 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 no. different chemical. Yeah, specifically okay. for grasses. They just, they just uh, work on grass. They work wonderfully on uh, Bermuda. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It takes a while. It takes a while, uh, but uh, that's the answer. Where yeah. You can, you can, you can spray uh, Bermuda growing in petunias. And they'll kill the Bermuda and not hurt the petunias. Okay. So it's specific for grasses. And and, and 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 those same would be safe for the uh, the the oak. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, what what that is all... that uh, product, Jerry? The there's one more that we use quite uh, quite often. I well, it's over the top. Yeah. Oh, over uh, the top. Okay. <laughs> Uh, fusillade post, P O A S T. The one we used uh, uh, for a lot of our, our master gardener projects this last few years. I can't think of. It's just that there's there's another another product that uh, you got lots of choices out there. Yeah, ortho uh, grass be gone. Yeah, that's one. Gra- grass be gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get that, don't get that mother in be gone or. Yeah, so you, the other grass be, other be gone. You just uh, come here to Millburgers or wherever you go and look at the label and, and see if it's – pick the one you want. you got lots of choices. Okay. And um, now I know I've asked Dr. Parsons this question before. Um, you you said that uh, uh, 
rocks as a mulch are okay. Oh yeah, and there's always moisture. I, on but the I've heard David. I've heard David Rodriguez can take issue with you on that. Oh uh, man, uh, yeah, but uh, he he got married now, he is, so he'll be different. <laughs> he'll be better. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Lonnie. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. 210-308-8860. 210-308-8867. I want to hear what Kathy has to say. This is going to be interesting. Kathy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. Well, now, I shouldn't be admitting this on the air, especially in front of Calvin, but I think the chances of y'all finding me are slim to none. Do you, want to change, do you want to change your name, Kathy? And Rebecca is on the line. Hey, Rebecca, yeah. what's going on? Okay. Well, uh, the lady who called in earlier about setting a nozzle on the end of her spray and going outside, for the past couple of years, I used to have a nozzle that I bought from Wild Bill and would hook that up and just have a mister and put it up in the tree and the birds would come and get in the mister. But invariably, it it calcified up within like a month or two and it was worthless so i ended up just going ahead and putting on a 99 cent metal nozzle from the hardware store putting it on a fine mist hanging it up in a tree about say six seven feet off the ground and letting it mist through the branches and the leaves and then of course it just drips on the ground and if you do that on a hot day where it's like between 90 and 110 you'll end up having 10, 15, 20 birds at any time sitting in that tree or flying through it, flapping their wings, taking little bird showers, and they (laughs) love it. And some birds stay all afternoon. I have a pair of cardinals that will come, and just they're out there nonstop. Yeah. Now, how about oh. you? Do you put a, a chair underneath there and you, That's you yeah. sip your sip your margarita while they're <laughs> you and the hummingbirds? Well, yeah. well, and I do see hummingbirds too, and the little hummingbirds will fly through and actually stop and light on a branch and flap yeah. their wings a little bit before they take off again. <laughs> but uh, I do set up my chair in the den and my binoculars. I sit yeah. inside the air conditioning, but I watch them out there. And it's well, really you, great well, entertainment. Uh, all of that is legal if you run well, the Well, I'm not actually the holding the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Get a non-leaky hose, run it through the house, and hold it in the den while you're in the air conditioner. And that, that's a handheld hose. And Dr. Jerry Parsons' legal opinions are Absolutely. purely his own. Absolutely. And you'll have to hire him to defend you uh, <laughs> if there's a problem. But. It's a handheld hose. Well, they can, be, with you. they can be relatively uh, efficient, that the way you described yeah. that, too. Yeah, and it's water in the tree real yeah, good, that's too. that's right. Yeah, it's not, well, it is. not way, and wasting I always... water. It's just te- technically it may be questionable, but it's not, uh, it's not wasting water for sure. Yeah. No, I, I do idea. set it up on a tree that needs some water. Good. Very cool. That's Sounds a good, good idea. Yeah. yeah. Thanks and if, for calling Like I in. say, the, bird, the birds love it, and if you have kids, I would think that it would be great entertainment for them, too. Absolutely. Yeah, and we uh, we have run a trace on your phone, so no, we uh, have not. We Rebecca. know where you live, Janice. It's just fine. You're, no. you're okay. You <laughs> should take it. some pictures and send them to us. All right, all those birds. 
All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You thanks take care. All right. 210-308-8867. Ed, we got to take a break. I'm sorry, so hang on the line. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. I want to remind you, mark your calendar for Saturday, August 15th between 10 and 2. Millburgers is having a blood drive, and now more than ever, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center needs your help. So go to their website and register for the blood drive to pick an appointment. That'll make it easier on you at uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue website or go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. When you go to millburgernursery.com, you'll learn all about the great savings this week. Including fall tomatoes, four and a half inch pots or six packs of well-rooted transplants, now just a dollar ninety-nine. Including varieties that are recommended for our area. All the varieties are recommended for our area, so you know you're going to get a good plant. Perennials are on sale, ready in the number one container. That's just four dollars and eighteen cents, or five for twenty dollars. Bougainvillea hanging baskets are on sale. Sinisa, Theralis, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210-308-8867. And Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Ed. Welcome to Melberger's Gardening South Texas. How's it going? Very good. How about with you guys? Good, good. What's going on, man? All right. Well, I have several questions. Uh, let me get to them as fast as possible here. Uh, num- number one. When can I plant and and how do I germinate the seed for Laura Bush petunias? Good Lord, all you do is throw them out there and and uh, I've got, them up. I've got some that are still blooming. Yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, I, I expect that they'll they'll get we'll get some new ones in the fall. I you mean plants here? You don't, you don't think some? You don't think the seeds of some of the seeds? Oh, will oh, yeah, yeah. The seeds at, at will your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seeds will germinate. And yeah, they wait for cool weather. Well, if I've planted, I mean, I've had petunias, and uh, I, none of them ever came back. And I bought seed and planted it, and I never have had any, you know, significant. Well, I haven't had, I haven't noticed any uh, seedlings or anything. So, what what do you think I might be doing wrong? Of Laura Bush? Yes. You've had plants and they bloomed and they never came, put out any seedlings. Right. I have. I've had them in like a, oh maybe a twenty gallon nursery pot and just yeah. one plant in the middle and. You know, the plant grew wonderfully, bloomed a lot, no problem, but I've never had any come back. So, wow. Huh. Have you uh, not been going to church on Sunday? <laughs> well, uh, well, one, the one thing uh, is uh, if you're using a lot of mulch, uh, that's oh, no, a I, lot I of know not to use mulch seed. trying to germinate seed. Okay. Uh, I'm just uh, when, when they fall off, they'll 
Uh, yeah, what, what always happens in mine, they, they'll be, they'll, some will sprout on the edge of everything. Right. The edge of a container, the edge of the, the uh, raised bed. And so you got them spread throughout the, the landscape at various places. Yeah. But uh, did you, did you, where did you get the seed? Uh, wild seed. Okay. Well, they they usually have good germ seed. And, oh, I, I you, bought a lot of you, stuff from them, and I've always had pretty good luck with everything else. Oh yeah. Uh, I would just just try some on a non-mulched uh, loose soil area, and, and on top. On top. And, okay. Uh, uh, All right, let me get to my. Uh, I have a book moist. about invasive plants, and it tells you how to get rid of them. And uh, I don't know where the person was that wrote this book, but a lot of the stuff that they say is invasive, I can't even get it to grow, you know, because it's. <laughs> you have That's to be true, in especially in Texas. But uh, one of the things that I've noticed in this book is that it tells you that one of the methods of getting rid of these things is to cut them down and then paint the stumps with glyphosate. And I've never understood that glyphosate worked on anything except, you know, spraying it on green foliage. So no, well, it, uh, they're talking about painting the... We always recommend a remedy or a, a cut, cut down and stump killer. Which is right, yeah, and, I, and I've got some of that, and I've used it, but what I don't understand is, I mean, I've used Roundup on plants that got, like, crabgrass growing in a pot that had a, uh, a bush or something in it, and I've yeah. just combed all the crabgrass to one side, put a piece of cardboard in there, and sprayed the foliage of the crabgrass, and it kills that without hurting the plant that I like. But yeah, I, I've to. never heard of... Using it on a on a cut surface. The, yeah, the difference is uh, when you spray the plant that's not cut, you don't get it on into the vascular system. Yeah, they they, they used to use it a lot, and I think they still do drilling the holes into the yeah into the vascular system on trunks, and it it, tra- it travels into the root system that way. It's, it's okay, not, but not so as, not as Roundup as will as actually as work if it's put on a cut uh, stem. Yes. Or, yeah, okay. well, not as well as remedy. As, as remedy but, okay, uh, well, I've got some of that cut vine and stump. That were, yeah. See, that's taken up through the bark as well as through the vascular system. Right. All right, Jerry, uh, you might know something about this. Uh, have you, you over where you came from? Did they grow pawpaws? Good Lord, were you listening to? It's a second pawpaw John, question today. Johnson City Joe. <laughs> no, I have. No, I just I have some growing in pots, and I'm uh, sort of interested in knowing if if you think they're ever going to make it, or whether that just needs to be, you they know, like, uh, they like acidic and moist soil conditions. They okay. grow in the wild in Tennessee and East Texas along creek banks. So they like, like a, quite a bit of water availability. Right. Okay. 
And uh, the Johnson City Joe that just called in, he says uh, he's he's got some that's several years old and uh, have never had fruit. So uh, I, I, th- I think, I, I'm just guessing at this, that they're self-fruitful uh, rather than needing a male and a female. But right. I don't know that for sure. But All right. uh, Let me ask well, you this is about... not good pawpaw growing error. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not much of anything growing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I buy these books, and it tells me all about, oh, take this plant and plant it in full sun. Well, unless that guy yeah. was a Texan and he, and he wrote the book for Texas, don't believe it. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. Y'all, uh, I've heard you say many, many times, you and all the other guys that are on the radio and that give lectures and stuff, about lawn grass, they talk about how Bermuda will turn brown if you don't water it, but as soon as you water it, it, it comes back to life and, right. and starts get greening up. But I've got an area that was all rocky and, and bare, and the only thing grew there were stickers. And I put Bermuda on it and watered it and had a pretty nice stand of Bermuda for, I don't know, two or three years. And uh, just, you know, a small patch. But uh, this last uh, last fall and this summer, I haven't had much rain at all. And I started watering that area about, I don't know, probably a month ago. And... That Bermuda apparently is deader than a brick. Well, uh, you know, they grow a lot of Bermuda in El Paso, where the water is uh, reserved. And uh, uh, they they give a watering regiment for Bermuda grass in El Paso. And uh, during the drought, I looked that up. So uh, even though it's as drought tolerant as any tree grass we got, probably uh, it uh, it can be dried out and killed. Well, mine apparently is all dead. You accomplished a great uh, service there, Ed. Pardon? You managed you managed to get to to kill the Bermuda grass. Well, I've got some weeds growing there, but, uh, you know, I, I was just sort of amazed that when I started watering that, that it didn't immediately come back and green up. And it's just right now there doesn't seem to be much of anything that's alive out there. Yeah. Well, don't, and don't draw your conclusions yet. Wait until we get a few rainstorms. There you go. Well, I, I, I got, uh, I've had practically no rain since last fall. And... Mm. I did get uh, several days of rain here about, oh, I guess two or two and a half months ago. I got uh, over two inches over a period of a few days. And then uh, Friday of this week, uh, I got 1.4 inches. But other than that, I've got, you know, quarter inch here and eighth of an inch there. And, it, it, you know, those things just don't help you at all, you know. You got to yeah. get inch to make any difference, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we, we got to run. <laughs> and, okay, uh, thanks for calling, thanks, man. Hi, Ed. All right, 
two, well, well, we only have about two and a half minutes. You don't have uh, Dave's uh, classes, the webinars, uh, uh, handy, do you? Oh, no. oh, good. Yeah, no, let's talk about no, that before no, we. Go. I left them in the truck. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> where where can they go to? Yeah, they go to the. I can do that real quick for a second. We got enough time. Y'all talk for a minute. And, yeah. Um. Uh, well, I mention. I want to mention Calvin's uh, wonderful article and beautiful picture that he had yesterday. And he talked about coravine and phanix flocks, and bougainvilleas are loving this hot summer. And on page uh, section C in yesterday's paper, and um, uh, we talk, he gives a good good rundown on uh, on bougainvilleas, uh, how to grow those, take care of those, and keep them blooming, and. Um, I was excited because he mentioned Fanic flocks, even though it's almost impossible to find. <laughs> but uh, we're working on that. But the uh, what I was excited about is I there I found that there was no picture of John Fanic on the internet, and so I got to help uh, Greg Grant and the Fanic uh, sons. And uh, Dr. Lineberger, uh, my old webmaster at A&M, and uh, we, f- Greg found, had, had scanned an old slide of John Fanick, and you can see it on the, uh, on the, on the Internet uh, in the uh, topics of the month and on a plantanswers.com. Uh, a picture and write-up, uh, which Greg did, on Fanic Flock. All right, well, we got to say goodbye for today. The uh, first one coming up is going to be this Wednesday called Gardening Q&A. These are webinars that you can participate in. Go to the uh, the website there at the at County Extension Office for more information on that. Thanks to uh, Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m.